1: Good afternoon, everyone, or evening, or where the hell it is. <laughs> uh, welcome to Ghost Chronicles. That's what it is, right? That's right. Uh, right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the something. Anyways, oh, no. with with me, my co-host, the blonde bombshell herself, and Kerrigan.
2: Oh, hello. I don't know. I'm am I in the right place? I'm not it's sure now. You got me all confused. Just excruciating. Uh-oh. Spe- no. We can't hear you. You can't hear me? You're in and out. In and out. In and out. Well, you're back now. Okay. Maybe so you're in saying. and
1: out. So don't blame me.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. We're having a stellar evening already right from the
1: get-go. Uh, yeah, but It's been strange all week. I mean, all uh- <laughs> It's full moon. The last yeah. show was like Skype was coming in on my main computer, but nobody could hear me. And then the call came in on my laptop and it was like. bizarre. Oh, it's just all anyway. over the
2: place. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Full moon. Maybe it's those pictures again. I don't know.
2: Oh, why? Things happening. Who
1: knows? Always. Ended up with the COVID virus because of that picture.
2: Oh, really? Really? We're going to blame COVID on the picture?
1: Of course. <laughs> but everything oh. happened because of that.
2: Oh, hell, the, why what, not?
1: Look at what happened since I've received that picture. I mean, I, I can go right through the disasters and occurred since that picture is around. Mm-hmm.
2: And you don't think any of these would have happened No. if you didn't get that picture? Oh, None of this all. would have happened.
1: None at all. No No COVID. Would have been a different environment altogether, different wow. world. Wow! Yeah, this was one of those alternate universes, okay. all caused by that picture. All right. Well. So, anyways, we have Steve and I in the last show, uh, Ghost Chronicles International. If you haven't didn't hear it, uh, you can catch it on. I going to say iTunes, but are also on Toadgenet. You can also catch it on the archives on Toadgenet as well. After uh, I Anyways. I, I got this book, uh, Psychic Oddities by uh, breaking up.
2: What the hell's going on here? I don't know. It's picture is re- wreaking havoc, havoc I'm you. on your headset. I'm wired. Wired I'm... <laughs> for sound.
1: I don't know what's going on. It's not getting any better. No. So am I still breaking up? Yes. Okay. So, um, all right. So, talk for a little bit because they're going to call me on the phone and we'll straighten this whole mess up.
2: All right. Okay. I'll wing it. (laughs) All right. While Ron is getting reconnected and dialed up, uh, I hope that everybody's doing well. And we have kind of a poopery of subjects to cover tonight. And we have some, I think some cryptids and we have some spooky places and we have, I have some scary hospital stories because I know everybody loves a good scary hospital story. So what should I start with first? Should we start? Let's start with the cryptids. Okay. So cryptids, are you
1: back? I am back. Oh, he's back. Do I sound all right? I'm on the phone line now.
2: Yeah, you sound like you're in a tin can, but we hear you. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Got a
1: headset on. You should be hearing me terrifically, but who knows?
2: <laughs> Close enough, as long as we can hear you.
1: Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, I'm sure not, I couldn't hear what you were saying, so I'm assuming you're somewhere, but. Uh,
2: <laughs> I was just talking about the many topics that we might be covering this evening. Ah. Uh-huh. We might have some cryptids, and we might have some spooky stories. Uh huh. And I got some crazy, scary, haunted hospital stories. So excellent. We'll have a pooperie of subjects.
1: All right, I'll, I'll jump in because I I just want to.
2: Please do, please do. In the I'd
1: spring like. of 1885. Oh, I remember that.
2: that I cold? bet you do.
1: Yeah. yeah. A story <laughs> appeared about a headless haunt honed, honed, is it Honda? honed, honed, phantom, who ran circles around the schoolhouse where the many think apartments uh, now stand. This is in, uh, uh, where is this, by the way? China? Uh, it is in the Port Jarvis. Jarvis.
2: Okay, Wherever Port Jarvis is.
1: Yeah, I don't either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're in Port Jarvis, you know where you are. So anyway, in the spring of 1885, uh, this uh, headless horned phantom ran around uh, the schoolhouse where the Minx apartments are now, and then he ran up and down a steep hill nearby at the top, which Dunkin' Donuts is now located. Local landmarks, I guess.
2: Okay. It's in, <laughs> it in the blue. Way.
1: It waved a blue lantern or a flaming torch. People shot at it. So they shot at it with no effect, and then it disappeared uh, by the brush uh, at the bottom of the hill. Mm. Okay. That's it. That's it. The uh, the horns were opposite of normal horns, Worthen mm-hmm. said. They uh, were thin at the base and thick as it moved out farther. So they were thin and then got fatter. Another uh, familiar place where strange. Okay, so that's that's the horned demon.
2: So put Jervis. Is it Jarvis or Jervis?
1: Jervis. I don't know how to. Because Jerv- Jervis.
2: Jervis. That's in New York.
1: Okay, so there you go. I, yeah. I googled it's got it. Got You know it was New England.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't isn't uh, Duncan everywhere?
1: Yeah, it's true, too. Well, <laughs> oh, not across yeah. country. I don't think they have any in in California, do they?
2: I have no idea. I don't either.
1: I thought it was pretty I've much a local thing. I've been to thing.
2: California, so. Steve, I
1: they have don't but, have. but long time. South. Ago. I have but a long time ago. Uh, Steve and I went to the original Dunkin' Donuts, the first Dunkin' Donuts, which here is here in Massachusetts.
2: That's right, in Quincy.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. We ate, we yeah. we had coffee from the original Dunkin' Donuts.
2: I'm sure it's just as bad as the coffee at the rest of the places.
1: Are you kidding me? They're awesome. Uh, best best coffee they... around. Nah. That's your N-uh.
2: opinion.
1: That's your opinion.
2: That is my opinion.
1: Yeah.
2: That's my opinion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So that's right. that's my story.
2: Okay, well, that's that's a good starter. And it my never reappe- it, it doesn't say that it ever reappeared, huh?
1: It's all it said. 1885. Mm-hmm. They shot at mm-hmm. it. Didn't do mm-hmm. any good.
2: Yeah, well, it's hard to shoot a demon or whatever the hell it is. So, oh,
1: it's headless. So yeah, I
2: guess you could kill Headless? How could you kill it? It doesn't have a head. All right. So what? What should I? I so you mentioned cryptids. Do do uh, Anything you I have want some. You. Any,
1: Yeah.
2: All right. I'm going to throw some out here. So, cryptid cryptozoology is the study of animals that are rumored to exist. And the creatures are called cryptids. So a lot of them, so they're not supposed to be around, but sometimes they are still seen. So the first one I have is called the thylacine. And this is also known as the Tasmanian tiger or wolf, not a devil. The thylacine was a large meat-eating marsupial that lived in Australia. So it had a long stiff tail, dark stripes on its back and rump, and a pouch similar to other marsupials like the koala and the kangaroo. It was driven to extinction by human activity in the introduction of wild dogs onto the Australian mainland. The last confirmed wild thylacine was spotted in Tasmania in 1932 while the last captive one died in Tasmania's Hobart Zoo in 1936.
1: Oh. Though
2: widely, I know, though widely considered to be extinct, sightings of this strange creature are still reported occasionally. So, maybe there's a bunch of them running around. It is funny looking, because um, this they actually have pictures of these animals, and it looks like <laughs> it's weird, it looks like, like a a dog with a kangaroo tail, oh, wow. and, stripes, and stripes like a zebra. Oh but yeah, overall, yeah, I've actually seen them. Yeah, yeah. Overall, it looks like a dog, mm-hmm. so it's kind of funky, funky, funky looking. So I don't know how this creature <laughs> creature came to be, but supposedly it is not around anymore.
1: Maybe. But it's been spotted.
2: But it's been spotted.
1: There you
2: go. Oh, that's my first weirdo critter.
1: The interesting thing about cryptoids is, is that they, uh, you know, evolve the paranormal uh, uh, modalities. I think that is probably the most interesting one, because they can be real, because we, there are a whole series of cryptoids, and we're not just talking about animals that are going extinct, but strange mm-hmm. creatures as well that uh, mm-hmm. may exist, uh, but just... This, no, we don't have any proof of it, but anyway.
2: All right. So, All right. staying
1: into uh, Tanzania, uh, did you ever hear of the night demon?
2: No. What's an the night evil,
1: demon? An evil creature stalks the Tasmanian island of Pemba in the Indian Ocean. It can change shape, a bat sometimes, a human-like form, others. It prefers to come out at night, but some say they have seen it even during the day. The Popo Bawa, (laughs) that's P-O-P-O-B-A-W-A, Popo Bawa, are battling in Swahili. Okay. I didn't even know I spoke Swahili. I guess I do now.
2: Now you do. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So the Popo Bawa uh, is indiscriminate in its targets. Uh, The Popo Bawa story is rather new, only dating back a few decades from the time of civil unrest following the assassination of the country's president. Popular thinking goes that the Popo Bawa attacked victims uh, must spread the word to others on Pembroke. So, in other words, when they get attacked, they must spread the word. Otherwise, it will continue to be visited by the popo Bawa. Otherwise, if you don't uh, say it happened, then they keep coming back.
2: Ah, okay.
1: So So you have to give them a little publicity. What's that? You have to give it a little publicity. Evidently. It it (laughs) must be a station.
2: It's all a marketing scheme.
1: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So reports of the attack uh, send locals into panic. A few years ago, a series of nighttime Sexual attacks were blamed on the Uh Popo Bawa. Really? Some men are staying awake or sleeping in groups outside their homes, the BBC reported in 2007. Others are smearing themselves in pig's oil, believing (laughs) it repels the attack of the Popo Bawa.
2: (laughs) It will repel a lot of things, I think.
1: I would think so. And there is a, uh, a peasant farmer named... Maja Ka Hamad claims that he was attacked by the Popo Bawa in 1997. And this is his account. I couldn't see it. I could only feel it. But some people in my house could see it. Those who got the spirits in their heads could see it. Everybody else was terrified. They were outside screaming, Hoyo! Hoyo! Which means Popo Bawa. Uh, is there. I had a bad pain in my ribs where it crushed me. I don't Uh believe in spirits, so maybe that's why it attacked me. Maybe it will attack anybody who doesn't believe. Oh, no. So don't make fun of the Popo Bawa.
2: Popo (laughs) Bawa. Or Santa Claus. Yeah, there you go. You got to believe. That's right. Oh, well, that was interesting. The popobawa, popobawa. Yeah. All
1: right. Remember that. I, and so if I, you see the popobawa, you got to say, who Huyo! <laughs> All right. There Huyo. you go. Huyo. Pig oil. Remember, pig oil.
2: <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't even want to know what that smells like. Thanks. I don't either. Or how they get it.
1: Probably like yeah. bacon. I can't smell too bad.
2: Well, maybe that's true. I'd probably just render that pig right down. It's just like a big pile of steam and bacon, okay? All right, so I have one called the Okapi. and it it says, if giraffes and zebras could mate, their offspring would look like an okapi. This strange looking creature has striped legs like a zebra, but the face of a giraffe. Its neck is much shorter than a giraffe, but like its cousin, it has an extremely long tongue, which can reach lengths of up to 12 inches. That's a long tongue. The okapi can use this tongue to wash its own eyelids and ears. I know you're all picturing that right now. Uh, and prior I don't know. to know, 19- after having a
1: cat, I guess believe anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> prior to 1901, okapis were only known to the people living in the Congo rainforest. But again, it's something else that every once in a while, they're like, hey, that's an okapi. They're pretty funny looking, too.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. So that's all I got
1: on the okapi. That was rather a short one. Yeah, it's
2: a very short one. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: That's all right. I'll make it up. All right. So this one's for you, uh, because you're a woman.
2: Oh, yeah. In
1: Can't Japan, wait. schools contain an infernal cigarette. If you go into the girl's bathroom on the third floor of the building and walk into the third stall, you might find her. Uh,
2: what you is ha- this, like? Moaning Myrtle? Is it Harry Potter?
1: Come you, on. I don't know. You have to knock three times And call her a name. When you open the stall, the little girl in the red skirt will be there. What is her name, Um, by the way?
2: I don't know. The girl in
1: the bathroom, I guess.
2: (laughs) Moaning Moaning Myrtle. I think we should call her Moaning Myrtle.
1: Oh, no, it's here. Uh, It's coming. When you open the stall, the little girl in the red skirt will be there. The little girl with a bob haircut is... Hanaroka-san.
2: Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) Hanako-san. She wants friends to play with. Or perhaps (laughs) she wants to drag you to hell through the toilet.
2: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Depending on which part of Japan you live in, she may have bloody hands to grab you. Or maybe a lizard that devours you. Although, uh, yeah, although either one of them is scary. Hanka Nicole's son may <laughs> become a fixture in Japanese urban folklore over the last 70 years. The most popular origin of the story uh, holds that during the World War II, a schoolgirl used the bathroom when a bomb fell on top of the building. The uh, school collapsed on top of Hanko-san, who had been trapped there ever since.
2: Aww.
1: But Hanko-san isn't the only schoolgirl that haunts Japan's bathroom. Kashino mm-hmm. Riko, <laughs> another young girl, was said to have been cut in half by a train. and Now, oh her, dis- right. now her disfigured spirit inhabits the bathrooms. Asking children who went to the stalls where their legs are. <laughs> the legend goes that nareko, is not satisfied with their answers. She will rip off their legs.
2: Oh, God. This is awful.
1: I'm sure every little schoolgirl is petrified to go to the bathroom now in school.
2: Right now, yeah, you thought they didn't go there before.
1: Holy
2: crap! I'm not going now. My mother always asked me why I would wait till the end of the day. I'd run in the house like a maniac and head straight <laughs> for the bathroom. She's like, "Don't you go at school?" I'm like, "No, I don't want to go in those bathrooms."
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> at least the guy is a little different.
2: There you go. Now you know why. <laughs> oh no. Are you done now with your? Uh, oh
1: yeah, with the uh, huckle shema. Spirit, toilet spirits? Yeah, they're my uh, uh, yeah. God.
2: They got flushed. Oh, my goodness. So, I just have to comment, okay, where is John this evening? I don't know. He's not in the, not in the chat room. He's always in the chat room. I know. There's, there's no John. Well, hopefully he'll listen to this later and we can say, John, we miss you. Where are you? We do. We notice you, you are absent. All right. Okay, I, <laughs> I am going to talk about Homo Floresiensis. Oh excuse me, watch that. Uh, Homo Floresiensis. Mm-hmm. Floresiensis. Homo Floresiensis. Whew, that is quite a mouthful. Folk tales from the Indonesian island of Flores tell of a mysterious race of little people called the Ibu Gogo who abducted children and spoke in murmurs. Scientists began to take the myths more seriously when in 2003, the remains of a new humanoid species called Homo floresiensis was discovered in caves on the island. Fossil dating suggests that Homo floresiensis, I'm, I'm going to have it down pat by the time I'm done with this, have, may have lived alongside modern humans as recently, <laughs> as recently as 12,000 years ago.
1: Yeah, I remember However,
2: that. since the discovery, scientists have argued whether the specimen was a human with an abnormally small head, Ron Kolek, or represents a new species in the human family tree. The diminutive creature had a brain approximately one-third the size of modern adult humans. It's
1: not the size of it, it's how you use it.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting.
1: Well, that might exist. That's interesting.
2: That could exist.
1: Yeah.
2: have a fossil.
1: leprechauns
2: could exist, too. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. And, of course, yeah. We have the usual cryptids like Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster, but we're well-versed on those, so we're not going to talk about them. Oh, thank God. No. No, no. Then they have done that. That's yep. the t-shirt and hat. Okay. What, are, what other gruesome stories do you have?
1: What makes the guy grueless? They're not gruesome. gruesome. In Brazil, there is a tall, skinny woman with long, yellow fingernails and red eyes that creeps along the rooftops watching families inside their houses.
2: Oh, God.
1: She watches yeah. them sit at the dinner table. She watches them while they eat la pistolea bistata <laughs> uh, okay. after the meal when someone goes to sleep on a full stomach la pastolea sneaks into their bedroom when she sits on their chest so they cannot move la pistolea that has attacked them watches them uh, as they begin to panic, the victim's <laughs> eyes open, partly open, but uh, neither fully asleep or awake, helplessly trapped in the body. They won't move. Uh-oh. Sleep paralysis is a well-studied uh, disorder. Mm-hmm. The worst thing is that you try to fight or call for help. A Oh, my God. And they... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a voice. Your voice doesn't work, and your body is does not respond.
2: Uh, Okay,
1: hang on. There's more. Sound,
2: sound it out. Okay.
1: Among those suffering from across many cultures, there is one settling and common experience: the sense that a malevolent force is hovering over them and their immobile state. The earliest one I can remember is. With my mother in the room, when she was sitting on the bed, uh, her face morphed into a demon like thing.
0: Uh,
1: It A large, dark figure uh, emerged from the foot of my bed, staring down at me. (laughs) So, anyways, that's la pisteria.
2: Uh, Oh, that's great. So, it takes.
1: She watches what you eat, so don't eat too much and go to bed. That's what happens. Yeah. You're going to wow. get lapistalia after you.
2: Uh-huh. I That sounds like a story that, like, parents would tell their children so they wouldn't be pigs. Don't eat too much or lapistalia is going to come and sit on oh. your chest.
1: <laughs> As you know that, uh, um, what do you call it, sleep paralysis is uh, a common thing. So
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. My daughter had that. She still has it. Occasionally, but yeah. yes. Okay, I don't. I don't know. I know we're coming up on the break, so I can probably grab a short one. Um, oh, we got one minute. Okay. I don't know if I can get something in one minute. So, should we just chitty chat for the next minute? I don't.
1: Know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, we. I want to give a shout out to uh, Maureen uh, Wood. It's her birthday today, so happy birthday! Yes, Maureen. it is. Yes. And also, I would like to give another shout out to uh, a listener from Germany, uh, Tez, who is the Tez, uh, I guess T H E S, who is the uh, sales manager for the uh, Amer- Anneckel Eagle Mines, and so I want to give a shout out to her as well. Okay, that's so, nice There you go right. Anyways, you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation With Anne and Ron Right here on Tojanite and Pararex Radio uh, We are brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 386 Merrimack Street Methuen, Massachusetts In the Gallant Messier Family law Group 15 High Street Not the Andover, Massachusetts And our very, very, very good friend
2: Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Ron and Ann, and we are just talking about all different kinds of crazy things this evening. And I think we left off with me. I have some crazy hospital stories. Okay, is that all right? All right. So sure. I ran. Cr- I know. I know. A few weeks ago, we did a a lot from first responders, yep, uh, we did. which I honestly. Uh, pfft. This are some of the scariest stories I've ever heard. The ones from the first responders. And, uh, it's really crazy. So I think obviously in that category, nurses fall in that category. So I ran across, uh, this website. So it's called the dot And these are scary hospital stories from traveling nurses. So traveling nurses go all over the country. And, uh, They, I guess they they work in a new hospital like every 13 weeks. So some of these stories, all of these stories are from these kind of traveling nurses. Ah. So it says uh, (laughs) at the beginning, it says night shifters. We do not recommend you read these at night. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one is called The Running Water. And it says, once when I was working in an LTC facility, long-term care, I was walking down the hall speaking to a CNA when all of a sudden we heard the loud sound of water running in the bathroom. All the patients were in bed already, so I turned to her and looked like, what the heck is that? We walked into the bathroom, which you could only enter by key unlocked the door and went in. The lights were out, so we turned them on. The tub water was running full blast into the tub and no one was in there. I walked over and turned the faucet off. I said, why is this water running? Everyone's in bed. The CNA said strange stuff happens in that bathroom and on the floor all the time, including lights turning on and off and stuff moving around or turning on in that particular bathroom. What's weird was I heard the water turn on as I was standing nearby. And I know no one walked in. And the handle had to be turned all the way to the right to turn it off. So it wasn't some freaky thing. And that was from a nurse called Lolita. Lolita. Very odd. Really? Yeah. So I have another another one.
1: You go ahead. about water, I have a rather (laughs) sad tale. Oh, no. Her name was Maria. There's a song like that, right? Maria.
0: Anyway, uh, she I lived just in Mexico. Yeah.
1: Anyways, Maria lived in Mexico.
2: Go figure. Uh, she had
1: long dark hair with a COVIDious heart. Did I say that right?
2: I'm not sure. COVIDious?
1: COVIDious. Idiots Hot. Hot. Anyways.
2: Okay. I don't think
1: the I... Was... She, I've heard loved, that word. Maybe neither. The man she loved would not have her, so she took her rage out on her children. She took oh. them down the river and drowned them one by one.
2: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> when the man she loved spurned her again, she realized what she had done. She took herself to the water... And threw herself in to subject subject herself to the same fate she had done to her children, but heaven so. would not have Maria. She was condemned to wander the world in perpetual grief. She Good. is La Lulalalanna, the wailing <laughs> woman. That makes sense. La Lulalalululama. Anyways. Uh, People have seen her, uh, they say they can see her walking in soaked, uh, in wet, soaked, like a a gown, wearing a white, all-white gown. She -hmm. has been heard crying out for her little ones that she killed. Ay, miso hijos, she weeps, oh, my children. Some say that she tries to snatch the young children. Of others as she walks, mistaking them for her own. No, oh, no. See, she didn't know. Poor little. That's a sad tale.
2: That's very sad. Yeah. Well, that's so terrible. Children,
1: children along the Mexican border grew up with this story. Really. Yeah. Oh wow. my! Um, yeah, and uh, in fact, uh, this woman gives her account. My earliest memory of her is being in elementary school. And being in the girl's bathroom.
2: Oh, God. Here we are in the bathroom again.
1: Terry Martinez who okay. grew up in Texas in Rio Grande Valley. She said other children would try to summon La Llorona, La Lola, La Lola, La what's her name, <laughs> in the bathroom mirror. Oh, my the God. lights had to be out. The door had to be locked. They splashed water on the mirror. And said her name three times.
2: Oh, Bloody
1: Mary!
2: Translated, that means Bloody Mary, right? No. Okay.
1: Weeping woman. <laughs> it's just. It was just seeing who could stand stand being in the bathroom to see how long it would take from the to come out of the sink. Because she would come out of the sink.
2: She Usually then sleep.
1: a bunch of girls screaming and running out of the bathroom. That's
2: mm. so about mm-hmm. right. Yep.
1: If La Rola, know, won't get her, of course the other uh, girl sitting on her toilet Well, And,
2: <laughs> and she'll cut your legs off.
1: <laughs> yeah, cut your legs off and drag you to hell through the toilet. I don't know what's weird with, going to hell or being dragged through the toilet. <laughs> I don't Either. know. It seems like an impossible choice.
2: Oh my god. Oh uh, all right. Well, I have another I have another creepy hospital story. Oh, I so love hospital this one stories. is called They're Still Here. No this way. woman says, I was working in an ICU. I had a patient who would only repeat what was said to her. And I was with her all night. One time I went into the room and she started telling me all the ways she died. One, uh, I died of a narcotic overdose. I died because I took too much insulin. I died on a sunny Sunday afternoon, etc. Then later she looked up at the ceiling and said, they're all still there. I ran out of that room as fast as I could. Another time I had a blind patient who kept asking me what time it was all night long. One time I went in to check on him and he said to me, it's the witching hour. It was 3.33. <laughs> I walked out. <laughs> that was from a traveling nurse named Courtney. That's weird. That's got to be freaky. Oh, it's 3.33. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? 3.33. How would he know it was 3.33 if he was blind?
1: I don't know. Maybe he's got the death clock in him. Oh, <laughs>
2: So that, that, was my, that was my short hospital story. These are all really short.
1: I, I guess another, they are.
2: I can do another one if you want. Sure. Okay, so this one is called The Man in the Room. I had a patient being admitted into a room about 1.30. I don't know what time that One thirty uh, in the morning. He was alert and oriented. He was rolled in on an ER gurney and starts freaking out about him. Can't we see him, that he's not going to stay in that room and he needs to be as far from that room as possible? We switch his room assignment and get him settled. Later in the morning, I ask who him is. He says that we need to have the room exercised. He apparently is a very angry, dead, mid-40s male that only this guy can see. He didn't like another man in his room. That room was always really cold, summer or winter, and the lights used to come on for no reason. So that was the man in the room. That's pretty crazy. Mm.
1: So one foggy night in 1867, a railroad conductor of the Atlantic and Coast Railroad named Joe Baldwin, stepped in between two cars of a park train in Mako, North Carolina. Before he could complete his dangerous task of coupling the cars together, the train suddenly moved and poor old Joe Baldwin was decapitated. No! He lost his mind and the rest of his head. No. Baldwin's last act was to swing a lantern to warn others to keep their distance while shifting cars. Weeks following the accident, people began seeing the lint, but no man moving Uh-oh. along the nearby tracks. Witnesses mm-hmm. said the lint hovered above the ground about three feet and bobbed as if it was being uh, held by someone looking for something. The eerie sight, according to veteran veteran railroaders, was the dead conductor Joe Baldwin looking for his
2: head. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The lantern sightings oh. uh, kept appearing <laughs> on dark nights. Engineers on oncoming trains would see the light and bring their locomotives to a stop, thinking they were seeing a man on the tracks. Uh-oh. Uh, sometimes people said they saw two lintons, which they said were Joe's hands and body, looking van leaf, uh, looking on for each other in eternity. Spooky sightings have become known as the Mako Lights. In the 1880s, President Grover Cleveland passed through the area. Uh, When he returned to Washington, he began regaling people the tale of Joe Baldwin and his lantern, and the story spread and became popular legend. Reports of the Mako Lights continued well into the 20th century, with the last sighting being said uh, said to happen in 1977. So poor old Joe Baldard, I guess maybe he's finally at rest. Wow. Maybe he fell his head.
2: God, I hope so. Ugh. It's pretty terrible.
1: Don't you ever wonder why some ghost stories seem to fade out?
2: Hmm. I think they just... Uh, I... I honestly think that things that people used to share more things like word of mouth and like urban legends and all that, and now that people are so deep into technology, I just don't think that stuff.
1: Are you kidding I me? Mean, we got those, so many TV shows on this crap now that.
2: Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. but they're ghost stories and they're urban legends and they're past.
1: But, but what if they are? What if they're real? Right. So
2: and then there's maybe there's
1: a, a life expectancy of spirits, maybe. They it's finally sh- dissipate. They finally go wherever they go.
2: There's a shelf life. They have a shelf life. Yeah. Do hauntings? No.
1: Yeah. I remember uh, when I was working with Brian the monk, who was a Franciscan monk, and we used to talk about ghosts and stuff. And one of the, the theories that, uh, you know, because he was Catholic and, because I was Catholic, so we, we know this as well, uh,
0: yeah.
1: of, of purgatory. We thought that ghosts were in purgatory.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... Purgatory is a is a temporal dimension versus eternity, which is
0: non-temporal.
1: Right. So that would make sense in a way. Yeah, Actually, would explain some of that. So if it I
2: would temporal, agree with that. You know, I'm also just, Catholic, so,
1: yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. even even maybe in, in other religions, too, like uh, Buddhism or something like that, where you get reincarnated, maybe these ghost stories occur until that spirit is reincarnated. Makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Really? I was wondering about that. I'm not, I'm not saying that this is what's happening. This is just... No. So, just it's mocking. all theoretical. Yeah. yeah. Theoretical. So okay. Anyway. All
2: right. We'll go with that. We'll go with that.
1: I don't know. I'll throw it out there. You can tell us what you think. You can uh, go on to our Facebook page, which is Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, and, and leave your thoughts. Or so you can uh, email me even at... Uh, and he goes, project at Comcast.net. dot net. So, either way, let us know.
2: Whatever, whatever works. You got another what? one? I'm,
1: I'm open to anything. Trust me.
2: I have, I have one called "Come Play with Us," Katie.
1: Come play with us, Katie.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: with
2: this one, uh, the nurse said.
1: Remember them? The what? The two girls, the two twins. Come play with us.
2: Oh, in the Shining.
1: Yes. It's really,
2: it's really funny because part of the story involves the Stanley Hotel. So No way. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So this nurse said, I worked at Cincinnati Children's, and there is a little girl who appears at the bedside of dying children the day before they pass and tell them it's going to be okay. They even mentioned her as a household name in orientation. <laughs> oh, God. By the way, if you see this kid, she's not real. Uh, In Indy, at a children's hospital, we had a patient pass in surgery, but her room was haunted. A little African-American boy saw her one night and said, she looks like me and has one of these and one of these. And he was pointing to his central line and GT. I don't know what a GT is. She also had a central line and a GT. So, ooh, that's creepy. And then she said, "Here, when she was in Colorado, she stayed at the Stanley Hotel, the hotel that inspired *The Shining*. Yes, uh, uh, she said she. I woke up every twenty minutes to nothing, and she stayed. She stayed on the fourth floor, and in the movie, Stephen King had said uh, that was." Uh, he felt like his bartender was a ghost and saw two little girls on the fourth floor when there are no other guests. And there's those two little girls. So she said she woke up every 20 minutes to nothing. And I had a sock on my perfectly made bed and a luggage tag and earring on my spotless bathroom floor. The next morning I bought a book about the hotel hauntings and my hotel room was in it. <laughs> ah! Oh, Apparently things go missing in one part of the hotel and show up later in my room. (laughs) They uh, also have a wounded veteran who donated a flag who has a spot that has started to fade into a silhouette of the original owner of the hotel. That's bizarre. So that was from uh, Katie, who was a traveling nurse and had the good fortune to stay in the haunted room at the Stanley hotel. Lucky girl. I guess. Oh. Well it depends how you look at it. Yeah. We okay. might be excited. She might not be so excited. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> so
1: That's my uh, staying with railroad tunnels, uh railroad trains and stuff, uh, the not been railroad tunnel, uh, tunnel number nineteen. Hikers, bicyclists and horseback riders traverse in the 72-mile-long North Bend Rail Trail in Ritchie County, it's West Virginia, might want to uh, proceed with caution around tunnel number 19, known as the Silver Run Tunnel. It was uh, here on a foggy evening in 1910 that an engineer spied a young woman in a flowing white dress standing on the tracks. He brought his train to a screeching halt, but when he looked for the woman, she had vanished. His predecessors also spotted the same woman on the tracks, but each time, she vanished. No one knows the origin of the mystery woman, although some bones were said to have been found under a house near the tunnel. Some say you could still spot her, but those who wished to explore the tunnel were advised to bring a flashlight. Even during the day, the curved damp tunnel is thirteen hundred and seventy six feet long beyond the reach of
2: sunlight. Ooh. That's creepy. <laughs> All right. I don't know, is it still active? Still an active train tunnel?
1: Yeah, it's, it's no, because it's uh it's a rail trail.
2: Oh, it's a rail trail. Yeah,
1: oh, that I mean, sounds you know, cool. it's one that you can go hiking and, and stuff.
2: Oh, that right. Right, right. See, I'm always afraid like the Hoos- the Hoosick Tunnel is still active.
1: Oh, yes, it is.
2: So I'm always, like, I get like 10 feet into it, and I'm like, nope, I'm done. Nope, gotta get out. Nope, nope, oh, we nope, went, nope, nope.
1: We went deep into it.
2: I know. I don't know if I could. Deep,
1: deep into it. <laughs> they have these little holes in the wall where you can stand in and a train passes by.
2: Oh, well, that's great if you happen to be nearby one of the little holes in the walls and can find it in the dark. (laughs) All right. whatever.
1: Yeah, we Uh, we uh, didn't even have a a flashlight. You didn't?
2: Why would you go in there without a flashlight? It's dark.
1: Yeah, we we were at the Hooten Mansion and Josh Mantel took us to the tunnel. It was uh, Leslie, myself, and uh, Ann Ryan. And mm-hmm. uh, Anne had her iPhone, and she had the flashlight app on her phone, so she used that for as long as we could. But uh, um, yeah, we went deep in the Trains passed by us, and everything. Oh, gosh! We went to the center where the 200 people were killed.
2: Mm-hmm. And Did well, see anything? It was
1: great. It was
2: great. <laughs> were the 200 people there?
1: No, it's quiet. I-
2: I didn't know that 200 people got killed in that tunnel. Oh, hell yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I don't think I ever heard that story.
1: No, let me see if I can dig it up while you, you give her something and I'll dig it up for you.
2: All right. You dig it up. So I have, these are called LTC stories. So I guess that's long-term care, like a nursing home. Yeah. So she said, I worked uh, LTC and have tons of scary hospital stories her first story the facility was built where a playground used to be a little boy died there in the 30s residents who were blind or had alzheimer's would regularly quote-unquote see a little boy they always described the exact same kid in the same clothes number two i had a 90 year old resident with dementia who hadn't spoken in years she was actively dying thing. She looked behind me and said, "Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. I love you." And she died exactly 24 hours later. Ugh. Yeah. And number 3, there was a resident who never used her own bathroom to to have a BM. Oh, yeah, too, too much, too TMI. She always went to the room across the hall. As she, after she passed, people would swear they saw someone going into the room across from hers, even years later from people who didn't know the story. She says, oh, I could go on for hours. That was from Deborah. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Deborah.
1: <laughs> so the Housatanic, uh, I always call it the Housatanic, but whatever. The tunnel and North Adams is a real tunnel that's nicknamed the Bloody Pit you know that? I did not. It's a uh, tunnel that burrows almost five miles through the Hoosac tanag mountain range in Western Massachusetts from the towns of North Adams on the west side to Florida on the east side. Uh, construction of the project began in 1851 and finished in 1875. Over the, uh, those 24 years, around 200 men Died, giving it to the name the Bloody Pit. One of the most chilling incidents occurred in the central shaft. The accident, uh, the tunnel has a thousand foot vertical chimney uh, for exhaust to escape on October 17th. Oh, I think that's when we were there. 1867, fumes ignited, causing an explosion that destroyed uh, a hoist used to lower men and equipment and supplies. The accidents rained equipment, supplies, and flaming hoistpots down on 13 men who were working at the bottom of the 583 foot deep unfinished chimney. The pumps were destroyed, flooding the shaft. Miners on the surface of the mountain after various rescue attempts believed nobody survived the incident. Months later they were they made their way back down uh to the the central shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, despite uh the death toll in various centrals the tunnel was eventually completed in both bay trains. But yeah. So yeah, there was yeah, two hundred people died making that thing.
2: Ah, okay. So I thought that there was a train wreck the way you said it. Oh That's no, no, why, no, no, no and no. two hundred people died. That's what it. I got yeah. out of that. I I did know that a lot of people had died in the in, over the years in the course of building the tunnel. Yeah. That I knew. All right, mystery solved. Mystery solved. I did not know that, but I didn't know they called it the Bloody Pit.
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm. That's weird. It it so is it, a very freaky place though.
1: The uh, central shaft is one point three miles. Uh, central shaft. Oh, no, that's something else. I'm sorry about that. I take that back. So, mm-hmm. located. Oh, yeah, there oh, it is. Central shaft and the ventilation fans are located about 1.3 miles from Route 2. Uh, so, yeah, you can. It's still there. It's active, though. And that's wow, the okay. end of the show.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, if, if if it's one. So, you need to come in from the Route 2 side. You don't want to. If, if you're walking through from the.
1: The west side, which would be the North Adams.
2: Yeah, the North Adams side. You're going to have a long walk.
1: Yeah. We came yeah. through the uh, east side.
2: Yeah. hmm All righty. Well, my God, that's the end of the show.
1: hmm
2: Crazy. Craziness. Yeah.
1: <laughs> extremely, we've learned quite a bit. The main thing is to not go in women, girls' rooms in schools. Uh, no. Nope,
2: because Moaning Myrtle will drag you down the toilet. That'll do it, Mhm. Well, or whatever or her name well, is.
1: You, you've given her a new name. I guess that's the English interpretation
2: of it. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen Harry Potter? You must have.
1: No, I don't watch.
2: Oh that kind well, of stuff. they have. She's the girl in the in the stall in the bathroom, and she she died in the bathroom. Ah, huh? so now was she wants the bathroom. Cut
1: a, cut in half by a train. She was not. She oh, okay. was
2: not. But I think that the. Uh, the snake gutter. The, the snake that was down in the, uh, underneath the, the castle. In the toilet? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Take him out got of her the toilet, and the
1: toilet. gutter. Yep, got her. Damn. Got her? I mean, never go to the bathroom again.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Anyways, we want to thank everyone for listening, and uh, we uh, got right, to wrap it up right. So, you've been listening yeah. to Ghost Chronicles. Oh. Yes, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron right here on Tojanette and Paradox Radio brought to you by Circles of the Wisdom, 386 Bermark Street in Methuen, Massachusetts and the Glant, Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the Andover, Massachusetts and our good friends of the Dead Air Society on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. So uh, check out the Patreon page, uh, become a member and you get to see exclusive stuff you don't anywhere else uh and one of the things i put in there all my investigations you will get first uh hear about my investigations firsthand before anybody else does. so there you go all right and thank you so much thank you always good a night. pleasure god bless everyone
2: good night everybody thanks for listening